We took off. I may say that on the way down, we went through the worst rainstorm that I have witnessed anywhere in the world. And I've lived in Assam, and I've lived in on, right on Cape de Buncher in West Africa, which are the two points of highest rainfall in the world. But I have never seen rain like we had on the, um, on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Well, we rolled into Flatwoods the next morning. That's Flatwoods, West Virginia? Yeah. Saxton County, I think it's S-A-X-T-O-N County, West Virginia. It's in the mountains. It is north of Charleston, uh, West Virginia. How do the uh, roads there compare with those in Europe? Uh, what, in the hills? Mm. Oh, excellent. They have uh, very good motor roads going through. Of course, there are an enormous number of little, um, um, what you call it, roads, uh, dirt roads going up into the hills because there's been extensive mining throughout that entire area. If you fly over it, you will see uh, mine heads and mine shafts everywhere, and the tops of these of these wooded hills are completely covered with these dirt roads. Well, to make a long story short, this is what we found out during our investigations. There were a number of, there were 14, all told, a uh, number of young, uh, young people, uh, kids and uh, up to the age of 14, who were playing football on a small um, field in the bottom of a little valley in the village of Flatwood. The village of Flatwood is at one end of this little valley. It's ringed around by mountains, as uh, you down there will probably know better than I do, uh, or our other listeners up here. Now, through this valley runs a road, a blacktop road, going from north to south, also a railway line, a railway track. And at the opposite end of this little valley to the village is a small um, railroad station. And there is a dirt road that crosses the rail tracks uh, leading off the, off the blacktop just by that rail station, then curves up round the back of one of these mountains and uh, sort of peters out uh, at a field. And up that road, stuck on the side of this hill, I would say, a very stony hill, are a number of uh, dwellings. Up on the top, at the back of the mountain, there are four or five rather larger houses. One of those houses is occupied by a family by the name of May. Uh, the lady, Mrs. May, if I remember right, is principally concerned in this affair. These kids were playing uh, just before sundown uh, down on this field at the bottom of the village. And one of the kids looked up, and one of the little ones, uh, I differentiate between kids and young people, uh, say kids, the five, six, seven-year-olds, and the young people above that, you see. But one of the kids looked up, and he said, uh, in so many words, what on earth is that? And they all looked around, and round, round the edge of a hill uh, behind the village, the north of the village, uh, but lower than the peak of that hill, or the one opposite, it came a, a pear-shaped glowing red object which was pulsing from cherry red to bright orange, according to all the witnesses. It was traveling blunt end first. It traveled quite slowly across the valley over their heads and just managed to top the mountain on the other side, or the hill on the other side of the valley, which is that hill behind which there are these dwellings of which I spoke a moment ago. Well, the kids all said, um, as I say, gee, what was that? And one of the elder boys, whose name was Nunn, a very, very intelligent boy of 14 years old, had uh, remembered that at school they had been asked if they saw a meteor or anything like that and saw anything fall from the sky, that, that the geological surveyor would be interested in getting uh, the remains of it or anything that was found on the ground. And he said, come on, that may be a bolide or something, and something looks as if it's landed behind that hill, because I must point out, yes, I'm sorry, that the kids all state categorically that this object, this large glowing object, which appeared to be about the size of a house, seemed to pause when it topped the hill, and then to sink, instead of going on, 
down in the sort of trajectory, it stopped and sank slowly down behind the hill. And they could see this light pulsing behind the crest of the hill. And none said, the 14-year-old said, come on, let's run up there. Uh, something may have landed and we may be able to get something to the geological survey, which I think is pretty bright and intelligent. So the kids ran up the blacktop, taking a few minutes, turned left on the dirt road, crossed the railway track, went up around behind the hill, and as they ran between the, ran between the houses, several of the people would come out on the verandas and they said, what's going on? And one of the younger kids said, um, a flying saucer has landed. Uh, picking up, I mean, he, 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 one of the, the little ones, you see. Mrs. May and a young man aged 18, who had just joined the National Guard, I think, or, or the services or something, was sort of visiting with her. Mother people came out, and they grabbed a big flashlight, because it was just getting dark, and they saw this huge thing lying in the field, about two fields away, up by the crest. So they all gathered together. Uh, there were, in the end, I'm sorry, I...